The Dallas Stars have dominated their first two preseason games. The kids continue to impress, and Pete DeBoer is going to have his hands full putting together an opening night lineup. Let's discuss next on Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Joey Erickson, former producer of 105.3 The Fan and play-by-play voice of the Chippewa Steel. It's a pleasure to be with you here on this Thursday, September 28th. Thank you so much for making this podcast your first listen of the day, Locked On Stars, your team every single day make sure you go ahead and subscribe uh, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast and on youtube and exciting stuff coming out of the dallas stars the past couple of days dominating preseason wins and guys like logan stankoven and maverick bork are impressing head coach pete DeBoer. What is their future going to look like come opening night? Does one of them sneak in? And, of course, Rope Hans has not played a game yet. Uh, We'll update you on him. And then some of the cuts that were made to get the roster down to 54. But very, very exciting stuff here the past couple days. I want to first say I apologize for not being able to do a recap yesterday of the slashing of the Minnesota Wild. My schedule just did not quite work for me to be able to do a recap of last night's game, unfortunately. Plus, it gave me some time to kind of chew on it because uh, not being able to watch the games because they're not televised, unfortunately. Uh, of course, I can tell you they dominated. The, the score would tell you that, but I feel like I can give you some substance now. Uh, I get to read some articles and different things like that, some stories that I can kind of compile together and understand a little bit more of the game, of course, because not able to be there in person. So uh, some takeaways, man. Well, uh, outscoring your opponents 13 to one in your first few games. Yeah, it's preseason, but uh, that's definitely a a good sign. It was fun to see some of the veterans that got in on some of the action. Uh, You had Pav get a goal, the tip in front. No big surprise there. Uh, Robo picked up one. Sagan, Dodonov with a couple. Uh, and even Mason Marchment was able to pick up a goal. So just exciting things all around. And uh, the game against Arizona, man, that was uh, a complete, complete and utter domination. 50 shots on goal in that game. And of course, Arizona had a split squad situation with whatever was going on in Australia. I think they had another group playing somewhere else. So not even near the roster that they're going to be throwing out when it really matters. But of course, at the end of the day, uh, they're paying their players too, right? Uh, And they were able to uh, get the job done. Uh, Also uh, got to hear that Pete DeBoer said he's really liking what he sees out of Niels Lundqvist. So a little bit of a round of applause from Niels. He looks stronger and he's getting up in the play, and uh, he's being uh, a part of the attack, which uh, Pete DeBoer has definitely taken notice. So that's definitely some good news. He also said that he he didn't like the start they had against Minnesota. Uh, the Wild came out hungrier, and he even actually mentioned the fact that, I, which I thought was interesting about, hey, like 
we knocked this team out of the playoffs and uh, they played quite a bit of their veterans too yesterday. And uh, there's going to be a little bit of bad blood granted it is preseason, but they came in uh, hungry and wanted to make a statement, right? Set the tone. Like we're we're here and uh, we're going to be a thorn in your side for years to come. Of course that did not, uh, that's not how it panned out for Minnesota, (laughs) but uh, they, they obviously got to their game after that and uh, continued to do good things. And uh, as Pete DeBoer said, he, he just wants to continue kind of build that foundation. This is year two. So guys are, uh, of course, used to and probably have a better grasp on the type of play that Pete DeBoer is expecting and wants for them to be successful, which shouldn't be very hard to persuade anybody with <laughs> the success they had last season. But of course, with new guys coming in and some of the younger guys having the opportunities to play, uh, it'll take some of the veterans like Pavelski and Sagans and the Benz to uh, help with that, right? To install this style of play. Uh, another thing I wanted to touch on too from the, the preseason is the old Pat Maroon incident. And DeVore was not very pleased with him running into uh, Wedgwood or really falling on top of him, which of course can be very dangerous to a netminder when they're least expecting. Uh, fortunately, it looked like Wedgwood was okay and he was able to play the game after that. So that was good news, but uh, certainly something that caused me to gasp uh, a bit just due to the fact that Wedgwood only started in 18 games last season. And I think it's important to have him around in Today's National Hockey League netminders just don't play as much as they used to. And I would like Wedgwood to get start somewhere between the probably around 30 games mark, I would say, because I don't think anybody going into the season would have expected Ottinger to start, I think, in 62 or at least played in 62 games, which was a lot, Uh, especially for his first full season in the NHL. Uh, Andrew's a guy that did not play a ton in the AHL. I don't think he even played 80 games worth. So it was a heavy, heavy workload. And uh, not to take anything away from Ottinger because he wanted the net every night and he's going to tell you that, right? He, he's not going to say he needs the rest or he wants somebody else to have the job that night. But uh, it's going to pay dividends down the road. I, I would rather see Ottinger plays somewhere around the 45 to 55 mark, probably right somewhere in there because he was up with uh, Connor Hellebucks of the world. And I think UC Saros is a, another uh, goalie that plays a lot of games. And I just don't think that's very beneficial to Ottinger. And of course he's going to say that didn't affect his play come playoff time, but uh, I don't think it's a bad thing for Ottinger to be a bit fresher in the playoffs. Uh, and to not have as heavy as a workload. So I think Wedgwood's important, uh, important piece uh, to the tandem, right? And I think he's a solid, solid goalie. Uh, if Andre has an off night, he can come in and, and give you a chance to win. And on most nights, I think he gives you a chance to win. He wasn't flashy coming over from Arizona, but uh, what goalie was going to look good in Arizona at the time? <laughs> he was hung out to dry. And with the deployment you have in front of him here in Dallas, Wedgwood's looked good. Uh, and uh, it'll be important for him to be healthy. Of course, he was hurt last year, so uh, they were forced to play Ottinger that much down the stretch. And of course, they were fighting to 
get first place in the division and have home ice advantage, which I'm never going to knock a team for that, right? That's important because who knows how the Vegas series goes if you have home ice advantage, right? I don't think it changes the outcome, to be honest. I think Vegas is a good team, but uh, you, you never know. It's all ifs and ands at, at this point, but uh, I'm never going to knock somebody for for trying to gain a home ice advantage. And let's face it, Matt Murray just wasn't ready to play at this level. <laughs> so they were forced to play Ottinger uh, a bit more than they liked. Some other guys that are really starting to impress Pete DeBoer, and he talked uh, quite a bit about post-game against Minnesota, was Logan Stantkoven and Maverick Bork, who was somebody that we did not uh, get to touch on. I didn't at least bring up uh, about some of the training camp surprises, and he's a guy that's uh, starting to uh, have some glimmer or some shine to. So let's get into some talk about Stan Coven and Bork, who are really forcing Pete DeBoer's hands, and maybe we see them in the lineup in the imminent future. We'll talk about that next. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by DoorDash. Need fresh groceries for the week but don't have the time to go to the store? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. Fellas, ladies, when you get home from your workouts or you get home from work and you just want to plop your feet up, sit on the couch and watch your favorite TV show, maybe the Cowboys are playing and disappointing you once again and you don't have anything in the pantry, but you're very hungry, go ahead and get DoorDash, right? Get them to deliver your groceries. You trusted DoorDash to deliver your favorite restaurants to your door, and now they actually can deliver groceries. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy in the process. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you see or when you use the code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, let's segue into this to some of the young guys that are having a great start to the preseason and Logan Stankoven and Maverick Bork, who are a few of the the prospects. They're not even prospects anymore, but uh, you remember them as prospects, right? That were, oh, we're so excited for, like, let's get them up and uh, get them in and, and start having an impact on this team. They're having uh, a great little uh, beginning to uh, their preseason. Go ahead and check out yesterday's episode. Got to talk a, a bit more about that top line and how impressive they are. And can they even get Benny? Uh, can they get even better? Which would be pretty incredible. They're a trio that has played with each other the most since like three years ago. Um, and they're going to run it back for a fourth season. So uh, that'll especially be fun to see this year. But another thing that may be fun to see this year is Logan Stankoven, who I talked about last week. And he, he has incredible vision and his ability to see the ice and to make plays at a high level is just is fascinating to watch. He had a beautiful backdoor pass to Evgeny Dodonov uh, on one of uh, Daddy's goals uh, the other day against Minnesota, and he picked up another assist in the contest. He has four points so far in the first two games, which is a great sign. And he, uh, as I mentioned, getting to watch some of his highlights 
when he was the camp loops, his ability to uh, read the game at a high speed and make plays off the rush. And he loves getting guys involved, right? He seems to be a pass first kind of player uh, is, is just very, very remarkable for his age. And Pete DeBoer's taking notice and he, he came out and said it uh, post game uh, against Minnesota. And this was on Bork and Stankover where he said, I thought both of the young kids did a good job. Both looked like they belong at this level. Both fit in. Both are going to be good NHL players for a long time. And I think that's music to everyone's ears because I don't think Pete DeBoer is a sugarcoater. I think he's a pretty straight shooter. And, of course, look, Coach Speak uh, is a thing, right? And they're not going to tip their hand. uh, And he's downplayed it a bit. Uh, and saying like, hey, it's preseason. The level's going to change as we get deeper, not only into the preseason, but once uh, you know the real games start and certain things like that. But you have to be very, very thrilled with uh, the type of play you're getting out of a guy like Stan Coven and Bork. And, and Bork, of course, is someone that played in Texas last season, 47 points. I, I don't know if he's going to have the type of offensive upside that Stan Coven has, uh, but... Uh, I think even more importantly than producing and scoring goals and points is they they have the eye test, right? They pass the eye test. Sometimes you can just tell with guys and and why Johnston was one of those players last year where you, you watched him for a few shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I understand his ability and he could get better. And then of course you saw each and every game, he just got better and better and better. And then he had a ginormous impact. And if one of these two's, uh, one of these two can have the impact like Wyatt Johnston did. The stars are in great shape. Uh, and I don't want to say fortunately, but they're in a good spot where the stars are almost so deep that they don't really have a spot for them either <laughs> uh, because they brought in Craig Smith and Sam Steele from Minnesota to kind of fill in that fourth line with Yolakibi Ranta leaving and uh, Luke Glendening almost alluded me there for a moment, but those guys left and you bring in uh, a guy with experience like Smith and Steele, who has a couple of years under his belt as well. So, but uh, as I kind of mentioned, Pete DeBoer seems to have a decision to make. And I think they asked a great question too. I believe it was Saad that asked it. Uh, uh, what are you expecting out of guys like that? What are you looking for? So to speak in, and DeBoer said, it's not just the final result or the numbers of the production. It's can you be trusted defensively? Can we use you on special teams? Because almost everyone in the lineup has a type of role. Uh, I think that's a great point too, of course. And I don't think it's a terrible thing to have both of them play in the AHL, right? Uh, I don't think there's a, a huge rush to send these guys up with the big boys, right? Because they do have the luxury of having the depth to not need to rely on some young guys. And of course, Stan Coven hasn't got to play uh, at the HL level yet. Um, it's it's not always a bad thing. And I think Jim Neal's especially a big proponent of playing uh, a season in the AHL. And I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think it's something we can trust them with too, because we've seen those with guys uh, and most recently, Thomas Harley. The Stars have done a wonderful job at developing guys, right? Bringing them in 
from, I would say, not highly touted guys coming out of the draft, right? Or at least getting great value for your pick. Look at a Robertson. That wasn't a high pick in 2017. You get him the second round. Stan Coven again. That's another second round pick that you look like you just hit a home run on. So uh, no reason to rush him. Let's get him acclimated to kind of playing the style of hockey. And of course, he's going to have to uh, learn the game a bit. And you want him to be a complete player, right? Uh, of course, you want him to score a lot of goals and be a huge contributor. But uh, as Pete DeBoer mentioned, uh, everybody's going to have a role. You would love to have him be on the penalty kill. And guys like Smith and Steele, we already know that they can do that. And as we've seen already in one year with DeBoer, He's not afraid to side with the experience, right? Uh, arguably like Nils Lundqvist, right? Towards the end of the season, he went with the experience over the young guy that's showing a lot of promise. So nonetheless, it's just great, great news to hear. And it, it seems like every year now, there's another guy uh, that Jim Neal and the front office is hitting on. And it, it's really hard to argue with the uh, with the process that they've seemed to perfect here towards uh, towards the uh, beginning here of, of the, the 2020s. And they continue to hit on these guys. And it'll be very, very fun to see uh, how they get kind of worked in. And it seems like they're going to have opportunities to play because you mentioned they are NHL ready. <laughs> and they're going to be very, very good for a long time in his eyes. So injuries always play into it, right? Uh, that's just the nature of the game. The stars are going to lose people throughout the year. <laughs> Newsflash, because uh, nobody stays healthy in this league. Uh, of course, cross your fingers, knock on wood, that the stars uh, stay fairly healthy, because they did last year. Uh, they were very healthy, especially for an older team. Uh, didn't lose a, a whole lot of a man games, so that's always a good sign. So shout out the training staff of the Dallas Stars, uh, keeping those boys healthy and ready to rock. All righty, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up today's show of Locked on Stars. We'll talk a bit uh, about Rope Hintz, what's going on with him, and then just some of the cuts, uh, which you know weren't too big of shockers, and uh, how the, the rest of uh, preseason is going to wrap up here. September's flying by, people. Uh, just a, a few more weeks before opening night against the St. Louis Blues on October 12th. Alrighty, we'll talk about hints and some of the cuts after this. Final segment underway here on Locked on Stars. Thank you so much for making this your first listen of the day. Go ahead and check out uh, Locked on Rangers too. The uh, Texas Rangers are battling for an AL West division title. I think their magic number is about four right now, so... Head over there as uh, a few big games and uh, I think one more series uh, that has to wrap up with Seattle. And uh, the Rangers may be back in the postseason, which uh, which is very, very exciting. Meaningful baseball uh, once again in uh, Arlington, I should say. Uh, okay, let's uh, go ahead and wrap up uh, today with a little bit about Ropa Hans. Of course, he has not played yet in the preseason and DeBoer came out yesterday and mentioned that He's dealing with an upper body injury, and it's mainly a cautious thing, right? They want to be cautious, and by all means, please do. No reason to have him go out there and make the injury worst, and then you're missing him for 10 games, and it turns into 15. Speaking of the Rangers and all those injuries, <laughs> oh, man, they have had some bad luck. Um, 
Uh, by the way, no star should throw out the first pitch at a Rangers game anymore with <laughs> all the luck that's been happening. Um, but but I digress. Uh, anyway, so Rope Ants hasn't played yet, but as I mentioned, no reason to panic right now. Uh, no way he's going to be out on opening night. Looks like he'll be he'll be ready to go, and he will complete that top line that has been so so deadly. Did want to touch on uh, some of the cuts that were made yesterday as well as you kind of continue to trim down your roster as preseason goes along and no big surprises a lot of them were your young guys your 2023 NHL draft picks like uh, Tristan Bertucci uh, Brad Gardner uh, was uh, this last uh, draft as well Justin Ertl who actually played his collegiate hockey at uh, Cornell uh, he was drafted in 2021 and then the sixth round pick Agnes uh, or Angus, excuse me, McDonald, uh, he was uh, released as well. And a lot of 05s, which is pretty crazy to even think about. The The league is just so young, and kids have uh, a huge impact nowadays. <laughs> uh, Connor McDard is uh, about to start his terror on the NHL. Uh, but yeah, a lot of young guys uh, cut, and then a few released from the PTO with uh, Solag Bakic and Brandon Halverson. We're also let go. And speaking of someone that is on a PTO that's still around is Jordy Ben. Uh, I don't think Jordy Ben makes the opening night roster, but I think they'll probably keep him in Texas for now just because you know what you're going to get in a guy like Jordy Ben. And I don't think he's a, a terrible plug-and-play guy if you need him. If things just really get out of hand and you need to rest somebody, you have injuries that have kind of piled up and you can bring in a guy from Jordy, which you know what you're going to get. You understand the type of play, and he's a veteran, so he understands how to play this level. You can just plug-and-play for a few games if need be. I don't think it's a bad thing. Of course, he played in the AHL last season with the Toronto Marlies, and he kind of played up and down uh, I think he got about 20 games w- with the Maple Leafs, maybe. Uh, I, I, he's not good enough to make this top six. Uh, but, of course, things happen, and, and maybe you need him for for a few. Uh, and let's be honest, it doesn't hurt to have Jamie Benn as his brother, I'm sure, who uh, wants to to keep him around. But he, he's an established NHL defender, right? And uh, it'll, it'll, it would be fun to see the, the old Benn brothers back in action because <laughs> they were a, a fun duo there for a, a while. So, of course, it's good to have Jordy back. But uh, uh, if all things were ideal, I don't think he, he plays a ton. Uh, and maybe he helps down in the AHL. Uh, he, he could be a great leader, a great mentor uh, for some young guys uh, because you still have some uh, young young guys like uh, on the back end, like Liam Bischel, right, is uh, somebody that we've touched on here in the past few weeks too where, uh, you know, maybe he's a guy that gets some reps at the big level, but more than likely he's going to play a season down there uh, with Texas and uh, never a bad thing to to maybe have uh, a Jordy Ben that's been through the grind. Um of the NHL level, uh, maybe as a stallmate and certain things like that, that always plays a role. And like I said, I think the, the organization is classed down there in Texas. They breed winning, which is very important. Guys win there in Texas. Uh, they always have, uh, you know, great success. Uh, and, uh, that trickles all the way up and it trickles down. Uh, it's the same way. So good, good news 
for that. Um, still five more preseason games to remain. The uh, the next one actually is on Saturday. They uh, take on uh, the St. Louis Blues, who of course are going to be their opponent on opening night. So uh, some intrigue there to see what St. Louis is going to throw out there. Jordy, or not Jordy, Jordan Bennington. Ugh, that guy too. Just ekes me every time I think about him. Of course he had to just have like the career year, his rookie year. And uh, take him all the way to the Stanley Cup. Uh, he's still a good netminder. Okay, uh, I'm. I'm just. I'm salty, of course. Uh, a few against St. Louis, I think, remain, and I think they have a few against the Avalanche, if I'm not mistaken. And a few of those should be televised. Um, I think Bally does a dress rehearsal, of course. Unfortunately, they don't televise like 80, 95 percent of these games because of of money reasons. Of course, they don't think. Uh, I guess the return on investment is good enough, which uh, sucks for us. But hey, that's the way it is. So uh, a few of them uh, are on television, which is nice. I think the NHL Network actually holds the game after the one on Saturday against the Avalanche. So that will be something to definitely stop down and watch. So make sure to uh, check that out as well. So you can get a look at some of these young guys. And uh, I can't wait to get a, <laughs> a great look at some of these guys too. And uh, get kind of my take on them and, and really get to see them play, of course, because uh, I've just been hearing and reading about them. But uh, it's always fun to get to watch these prospects, which they're not really prospects anymore. They're in your organization, but kind of finally uh, kind of finally pan out for you. And uh, it's, uh, I think, music to everyone's ears. And uh, we're ready for a very, very fun season of Stars Hockey right around the corner. Well, thank you so much for joining me once again here on Locked On Stars, uh, Locked On Stars, your team every single day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you never miss an episode. We are uh, just rolling through some of our previews and uh, we'll uh, continue to talk about some of these preseason games. I wanted to break up some of the monotony too uh, of the previews and try to bring uh, a bit of substance to uh, uh, to your life, I guess you could say, uh, just because we've been kind of doing these previews and not a whole lot to talk about, but there are some intriguing storylines uh, of course, as uh, we get closer and closer to buck drop. Alrighty, I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Uh, I'm certainly going to be busy preparing for a home game uh, with the team I'm with. So <laughs> uh, doing the preparation for that and uh, getting ready. I hope everybody continues to have a wonderful week. I will uh, see you tomorrow as we finish off the week. Uh, my first full week on Locked on Star. So thank you so much for all the support. Uh, continue to leave your comments, interact with me on Twitter, Joey the Jet 19 or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, we'll continue to iron out some of the fun stuff. That'll do it for today. We will see you tomorrow. So long, Stars fans.